1: Foundations And will give this land to your descendants after you for an everlasting possession
0: So the really amazing thing about this name God Almighty Is if you look at the history of the Jewish people It's amazing that they actually survived
1: Foundations Understanding the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith With Robbo Robinson and Mandy Warby We're learning about the names of God And in this program we're learning about the name El Shaddai Now there are a lot of misconceptions about this name But interestingly enough When this name is used in scripture It is often in connection with God's promises And his covenants
0: mm. You know we've been uh, just sort of touching on the fact that because God is so complex in order to reveal himself he reveals himself through various different means or in different ways and then you get a different understanding about another facet of his character and nature and these are where these names come into play. El Shaddai is just another one of God's names And it's different to to what I originally learned it as being. And there are many, many places where El Shaddai is used, 31 times actually in the book of Job and 17 times elsewhere. But I want us to look at just five particular um, places in Scripture Where this particular name is used This first example I'm I'm going to ask you to read it in just a sec But in this particular example God revealed himself as El Shaddai to Abram This is before his name changed to Abraham When God made a covenant with him to bless him And make him a national people And El Shaddai actually means God Almighty Mm. A God who makes covenant Covenant making God So El is God and Shaddai is means almighty. So if do you want, can you just read this first verse, uh, this first passage?
1: Yes, yeah, so it's in uh, Genesis 17, uh, the first two verses. It says, Now when Abram was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to Abram and said to him, I am God almighty, or El Shaddai. Walk before me and be blameless. I will establish my covenant between me and you, and I will multiply you exceedingly.
0: Okay, so this, this first example, he's, he's revealing himself as God Almighty, mm. El Shaddai, and it's about making this covenant with this particular man to make him a national people. Then there's the second, this next verse I'm going to ask you to read again, where God Almighty, again, he's making uh, or emphasizing the covenant of becoming a national people, which was promised, this was God's promise to Abraham.
1: Yeah, so this is, uh, I guess, the next extension, is it? Because Abraham was you know, childless at the time. Then he has his son Isaac, and then God speaks to Isaac in Genesis 28 yep. in verses 3 and 4. Uh, Isaac says, May God Almighty, or El Shaddai, bless you and make you fruitful and multiply you, that you may become a company of peoples. May he also give you the blessing of Abraham to you and your descendants with you, that you may possess the land of your sojourning, which God gave to Abraham.
0: So that wasn't. This is an expansion. Now this is not only is this about becoming a national people, it's also about the land. Mm. Okay, so this is a re-emphasis. The name El Shaddai, God Almighty, is promising once again a people and the land. Okay, then you look at uh, the third example and this is when God spoke to Jacob directly to reconfirm this covenant that he'd originally made with Abraham. And this it, it's yet another promise of God regarding the covenant to make the patriarchs and their descendants this national people as well as the covenant of the
1: land. So this is in Genesis 35 we read this where God said to him your name is Jacob. You shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel shall be your name. Thus he called him Israel. God also said to him, I am God Almighty, or El Shaddai. Be fruitful and multiply, A nation and a company of nations shall come from you, and kings shall come forth from you. The land which I gave to Abraham and Isaac, I will give it to you, and I will give the land to your descendants after you.
0: So once again, it's about a national people and the land, but then it's talking about the greatness of the people, Mm. of, of the quality of the people people, kings and princes, is it all coming and of course he changes the name from Jacob to uh, which is supplanter or deceiver mm. to Israel, which is uh, Prince of God. Yeah. Okay. So you see this is developing, it's evolving. And then fourthly, El Shaddai is used in the next scripture and it was during a time that Canaan was experiencing an incredible amount of famine. Remember, remember, Jacob is an, and sent his sons to buy food, and they w- didn't realize that we were going to go to see Joseph. And, of yeah. course, he Joseph, they'd already been there once, and Joseph says, don't come back unless you've got your little brother with you. And Jacob's going, no, 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 no. But then he realized they're all going to die. He says, okay, mm. Take them. God, He he's the one who confirmed the covenant with the national people. If I lose my son, I'll lose my son. But God promised.
1: Yeah, that's right. So he holds on to the promise and he says in Genesis 43, verses 13 and 14, Jacob said, Take your brother also and arise, return to the man Joseph, and may God, Almighty, or El Shaddai, grant you compassion in the sight of the man so that he will release to you and your other brother, Simeon, who had been forced to remain behind in Egypt as a surety, and Benjamin. And as for me, if I am bereaved of my children, I am bereaved.
0: Okay, so here he is. He's saying, oh, I'm I'm putting my children at risk here, mm. but God promised. And then lastly, I want to look at um, when Jacob was very old and he called uh, Joseph uh, to him. And that's when Jacob once again spoke of God's covenant during uh, the visit with Joseph. And he reminded Joseph, not only had God promised to make his descendants into a national people, but that they would possess this national land and boundaries. Of course, Jacob didn't see that. He died in Egypt, Mm. remember? So this is this last verse I want to look at.
1: So this is right towards the end of Genesis in chapter 48, where it says, When it was told to Jacob, Behold, your son Joseph has come to you. Israel collected his strength and sat up in the bed. Then Jacob said to Joseph, God Almighty, El Shaddai, appeared to me at Luz in the land of Canaan and blessed me. And he said to me, Behold, I will make you fruitful and numerous, and I will make you a company of peoples, and will give this land to your descendants after you for an everlasting possession.
0: So, the really amazing thing about this name, God Almighty, is if you look at the history of the Jewish people, it's amazing that they actually survived. Mm. It's amazing they came to anything. I mean, you know. The patriarchs were barren, couldn't have children and when they finally did it was one and then from him he only had two sons, one of them God rejected, that left mm. one, <laughs> that one was a reprobate he had 12 sons, they were all reprobates <laughs> and then you look at the history of these people the fact that God made a covenant and a promise with these people is proving his power and his might mm. it, it was of his arm his strength, his might and power that this people survived. Now I can remember when I first learned about this particular name and at the time I was taught that it meant El Shaddai, the many-breasted one or the breasty one and it was representative of the mother heart of God. Mm-hmm. That was That's easily misunderstood because the actual word... Um, is th- where breast in Hebrew is shad, but that's not the actual word from Shaddai. Um, it's actually uh, it's actually a different word. Shad- Shadda, I think it is. Shaddad. Shaddad is the actual n- word. It's no connection to shad. The problem that I- that comes in with that the many breasted one is that is so. It's like an identical um, representation or presentation of the goddess Artemis Mm. Artemis in the temple of Artemis in in Ephesus was represented as this big sort of um, there was two representations one she was tall and slender another one she was sort of this big grotesque sort of thing but each each representation, she was kind of festooned with these many, many breasts mm. on her uh, to represent her fertility. Yeah. So it's I find it very problematic to equate this as God as the many-breasted one. It's too pagan. Yeah. Whereas if you look at the word Shaddad, which actually means God Almighty, this is where it comes from. So I think it's just very important that we look quite deeply and, mm. and test everything, research. Everything, But when you look at, I mean, if you look at all of those verses that we just looked at in context with El Shaddai, you wouldn't even think of fertility or a mother God or, yeah. or whatever. It doesn't actually match. The context, the setting, the environment is extremely important when you want to study and unpack what God is saying or or how he's presented himself. So, yeah, this is not talking about a feminine side of God at all. This is talking about God Almighty. That's what it actually means. I like what Dr. Chuck Messler has always said. God delights in both making and keeping his promises and his covenants. Because the thing is, if he doesn't keep his promises and his covenants to Israel because they sinned, well, as a Christian, I have also sinned, which means he doesn't have to keep his prom- promises and covenants with me either. Yeah. But because he does keep his promises to Israel, I can have full assurance and confidence that he's going to keep mm. his his, uh, his promises to me too. That's right.
1: He's more than able, isn't he, to, to keep promises. More than able. He's promises. God Almighty, El yeah, Shaddai. exactly. Well, it's another great word that we're learning, one of the names of God. And a reminder that you can see all the notes uh, for these different names on our website at vision.org.au slash foundations. In the next program, we're going to learn about another name of God, and that is the name El al This has been Foundations, a look at the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith. For study notes, resources and more, see vision.org.au slash foundations.